Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Let's talk about safety and comfort, shall we? Now, I'm pretty sure there'll be stacks of you listening here who are currently in that, open quote, safe and secure job, close quote. But it lacks that one thing, doesn't it? What is it? I can't quite put my finger on it. Oh yeah, creativity. Not to mention job satisfaction. If that's you, you need to listen up because Rachel and Darius of Studio Number 74 in this episode are going to make you realise that you can and should just go for it. And you should probably do it before you're pushed or before you die. Let's go team. <laughs> I mean, I'm nice. good. I mean, I've seen you all morning, you so I kind nice. of, it's strange, isn't it, when we sit down in the afternoon session to record. It's like, how are you? How are, you? are you well? I'm Even though I've been speaking to you for a few hours already. For the but past three hours? Yeah. It's been good, though. Yeah, Again. really, really good. Great episode, last one. Yeah. Oh, each one, though, to come away with and been like, that's, I've got so much, I, I've personally taken things away from each one. And yeah. You know, me and you have talked off camera, haven't we, about how we've both just growing, ter- taken lessons from each person or couple or whoever it is that's been been in front of us and yeah was, it's been amazing to yeah just take those little nuggets away yeah so well, hopefully people are listening to it going yeah i get that as well 100 mm. percent, they really are they're bloody better do we know they are <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we're back again um we are another idea a podcast for creatives we champion support and empower creatives to Normally you do this bit, yeah, so yeah. I'm not used so, to it. So I'm, but, I'm just um, listening and, and, and watching. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're here for the creative. We're, we're like a voice for the creative industry because yeah. it doesn't get enough of a voice. Yeah. Um, part of the reason we started this podcast as well, and we didn't talk about this when we we had an episode where we talked about the challenge of the podcast, and I wanted to mention this was that yeah, a lot of podcasts out there, they're, they're people that are already huge celebrities or established businesses and brands. Yeah. And. We just felt like there was a, a big gap in the market yeah. for just people that are just turning day up day, day in, day out, running creative businesses, yeah. either on their, by themselves or they've got a team of four, five, six people, whatever it might be, yeah. that 
we can kind of give a voice to or do you know what something that's just a bit more relatable yeah that's like, it. I, like me and you that's both exactly love it. like Diary of a CEO and Stephen yeah. Barlett and we love a few other podcasts yeah but often the the issue that I have with it as, as inspiring as they can be is that they're not particularly relatable yeah like I'm not going to launch you know, a chain of pret a all yeah. over the country. Or, and earn 10 million in five know, years. Yeah, or have a prolific, uh, high-profile sports career. You know, that's not, that's not me. So <laughs> that's why we set it up, was yeah. to give, you know, a voice to the ordinary guys. Yes, come on. And girls. No, here so, we are. Yeah. We love you for it. So, yeah, so if people can like, share, and subscribe, that yeah, would be amazing. Yeah, the share thing, Igor. Tell us, how do we do that share thing? What? <laughs> Because we, go. we talked about it in the last episode, but it is massive for us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just a single share on a, an Instagram story is massive. So if you are listening now, just take your phone out, screenshot it, tag us, share it. Yeah. For yeah. us, it's, it's huge. It's really Please appreciated. Please review on Apple, like on Spotify, comment, comment on, YouTube. on YouTube. and Lots yeah. of more people watching on YouTube at the minute. Have you yeah, noticed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like dual screen, you know, get your dual screen up and running yeah. and just watch us. <laughs> um, but so yeah, yeah, today we've got an exciting episode, haven't we? We have, yeah. Buzzing to, to have these guys in the studio. <laughs> studio the 74 are in the <laughs> yes. studio. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you along. guys, first of all? Good. Good? Yeah, yeah. good. Glad it's still warm outside. It is dreading that it's going to disappear and go away, but no, it's still here. So, so the opposite. I can't wait for winter now. Yeah. You met Amy before. Amy. You yeah. and Amy will get on just great. Oh, lovely. Uh, There's yeah. not many of us out there. No. But no. no, winter's my favourite. So I'm wait. I'm already worried about trying to heat this place up a little bit in the winter, but that's we don't need to get into that talk. I think we're all going to have that issue, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> but we love these guys already because they bought us a bottle of, uh, bottle of wine, Eagle. Ooh, 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 I did see it sneaking. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that appeared. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? And we got one back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. Um, but no, like you're a, a, a photography product studio yep. in Derby. You, you came to see the studio. You came here, didn't you, a few months ago when we opened yeah, the studio? And, yeah, yeah. Um, we just sort of touched base then. And uh, when we asked about, you know, if anybody would like to come on and speak, you guys filled out the form. We're like, yeah, why, like, let's get you in. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. So thank you. thank you for, thanks for put, coming down the road. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some time. Five minutes, yeah. <laughs> Igor? Do you like do you like what you see? I do, I do, and I just wanted. We to... We were going to the feed yesterday, weren't we? Yeah. Like, oh, and I just wanted to introduce you guys in terms of your names because people just kind of like mm. studio sent me for, but we got here Darius and Rachel. yeah, Darius. Yeah. Um, hold on, Darius. Just hold on. Let's just get that a little bit. Oh, closer. sorry. There okay. You <laughs> there you go. Uh, Darius with a Z at the end. Yeah. So, but yeah. How come? Is that sort of it's... like Polish, Czech? Polish, yeah. Oh, Bang see, on straight, was, straight in there, there, yeah. Although typically when people are, when people ask me what's your name, I just say Darius. I don't mm-hmm. don't, don't even mention the Z because yeah. it's just which annoys me because I'm like that's your name. Yeah, that's how you spell your name anyway. Yeah, that's another issue. <laughs> 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 Every annoys time. Annoys me. Here we go. <laughs> my my first question was who's in charge? <laughs> Who wears the pants? Who's in charge here? <laughs> Definitely me. So, yeah, 100%. So, 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 Darius. The fact Darius didn't so, even say can anything. Can I not listen? <laughs> <laughs> She's the head. I'm the neck. <laughs> no, I basically, because I'm, I basically, well, did photography at university. That's where we met. Mm. So I did photography. I have a degree in photography. I can't do photography in any respect of so genre. the degree was good how, though, how, yeah? The degree was great, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really yeah. useful. Um, well, man, how does that work? Break that down a little bit. So I did basically, so this was what, 20, 2012 is when mm-hmm. I went to uni, decided to do commercial photography, which was the wrong decision, but it was basically, you've got to go to uni, what are you going to do? Mm. Should have chose marketing, which I ended up doing anyway. Um, but 
yeah so then i did the course did what you had to do to pass the different the different things which was very simple units like none of it was commercial based it was all very artsy yeah even though it was the commercial photography degree <laughs> that we were doing not the fine art degree it was still very artsy so all you had to do was hit the right things that they wanted show the right things and you got to pass that was it it's really not useful yeah i think that's the problem with like it's not a degree commercial. like this it's as much as it's meant to be creative it's not mm you have these like tasks that you need to hit whereas i feel like with creativity that shouldn't exist mm. it should be like a f like a you know free for all like you do what you feel like doing mm. not like you need to hit this benchmark yeah mm. rather than so having think... sort of like a growth element <clears throat> to it mm. yeah i do find it incredible though that universities can take money for this kind of level of education I, I, just from experience i've had friends that have studied photography mm -hmm. and reached out to me to say i you know, yeah, if you ever need a second shooter, I'm like, you know, you, you'll ask them if they've got a full frame camera and they, they don't know what a full frame camera is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're like, this is, a, basi this is a basic it. kind of fundamental of, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, one of the key tools that you use in photography and they, yeah. they don't have that. You know, it's just, it, it's just, I find it blows my mind a little bit yeah. that, that that world exists in, in mm. education. Mm. It's fascinating but, for me as well, because obviously we did the same course, but we have very yeah. different things that we've done with it. So I went on to be like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Ended up retraining to do digital marketing because I like imagery, but I don't like taking the images. I like using them in marketing campaigns, ads, all that sort of stuff to reach people, reach different audiences. Whereas you like creating. And the way that we came out the same course is fascinating because mm. you taught yourself retouching to like a high level yeah. like a high end and we weren't taught that there was I mean, nothing you can tell on... that it shows on your feed like yeah well, you, well, the, that's what the you... aesthetic in your work is, is shout out, shout incredibly polished <laughs> 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 um but yeah so that's and it's just fascinating that we were taught the same things but we weren't really because you taught yourself yeah. i taught myself something different mm. and we went off in different directions but mm. from the same course fascinating because they don't teach you anything that you think would be you need to be practical like so they don't teach you any high-end retouching which everybody needs to be able to get started in yeah. any part yeah. of photography yeah. there was a lot of analog photography which, which i was just kind of surprised with because commercial work yeah exactly yeah. So everyone has to do year one you do like a whole what? year you know, pretty much of just shooting on film doesn't make sense if it was fashion i would kind of like get it mm. but mm. for or the fine art photography not commercial yeah yeah, yeah. and there was nothing about products and there was nothing about so what what you take as commercial photography for us anyway is product based and it's selling something to somebody that's what mm -hmm. commercial means we yeah. taught zero about that i think we've really sold commercial photography mm -hmm. yes, degrees have. here yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. a good job the course doesn't exist anymore yeah i think it's what you make out of it really yes you do have access to like studio equipment and everything exactly. hasselblads phase that's ones true. whatever you want yeah yeah mm -hmm. It's just there's certain limitations in the way, and I, and I don't know why. For example, Hasselblad, you couldn't go and rent out until you got to third year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm paying nine grand a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's going on here? So, but then obviously you do have access to the shooter and all the other cameras and stuff. So, as long as you book it in in your own time and you have that, you know, the, the initiative, the initiative that you mm -hmm. want to go and do it, then I think you'd be all right. Yeah, that's exactly what I did at uni. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. rented out cameras. Shot my first weddings with camera gear from uni, yeah, and and it's good yeah, gear as well. Things from there, really. Yeah, but. I think it's what you make of it exactly. Yeah. But yeah. most people, I'd say like eighty percent of people, not on our course, if anybody sees us, but um, don't have that initiative to go out and do your own time and do your own projects because people just think, oh, I'm just here for uni. 
Yeah. Whereas... And it's like an artsy course. I feel like a lot of people just turned up because it's easy. Yeah. That's so, but anyway, that's... So that's how uni you, you sort of like met. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. How did they kind of like... I'm not bitter about going to uni. Everything's totally... We're, we're I'm over I'm bitter it. about okay, the feel debt. Like, that's feel like we've got. <laughs> feel like we've got that one off your, off yeah. your chest. <laughs> <laughs> but you came out of it. You, you survived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys obviously stayed together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're still together. Mm-hmm. And um, then you moved into studio photography. Yeah, why, no. why, why studio photography? What was the, the kind of calling there? What, how did that come about? So after uni, I sort of knew now it's time to get a job in photography, which proved not as easy. Mm. Um, unless you live in like London or Manchester, I think it'd be a bit easier. But Big then again, city. yeah. But then again, I felt the competition is bigger as well. So, um, but in the end, I've managed to get, jo- get a job at Next as a retoucher. Yeah. So I was doing that part time along working in bars and stuff. Um, and then eventually I came across this job interview in Derby for a fashion brand. Um, I sort of reached out to them. They liked what I did. They could relate to what, they didn't really have photography department at the time. Um, so that's how I started. I sort of went in as a head of photography, but it was just a fancy title because I was the only person doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, obviously being like what, 21, 22, I was like, you were like 24. Oh, okay. There you go. 24. Okay. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm a head of photography. Yeah. Like living the dream. <laughs> right. Got it made. Um, so that was kind of cool because I got a chance to build a studio from scratch, which was kind of cool. But at the same time, I didn't really know that much about it. So a lot of it was like trial and an error. See what I think is going to work. Um, and as I was doing that, it became a full-time job, which was great. It was paying well. Um, but on the side, after your typical nine to five, I was doing my own clients since I was doing it at uni. So that was like product photography. That's what I've always wanted to do. Um, and yeah, it just sort of sat on the side every day. And for about five years, yeah, four or five years, yeah, like well, it was since like leaving uni, really. So twenty. 20- <clears throat> 15 when we left uni is yeah. when you started picking up like small businesses around Derby mm. in our spare bedroom of our tiny flat <laughs> yeah which is yeah. kind of crazy how much money you can make from your bedroom like mm. it's just you can't bring a client that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no client visits but yeah can you, can you do any behind the scenes yeah uh, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah basically it was having a full time job and then you know you do your 9 to 5 then you come back have tea and then from 9 till midnight you do your own clients. Mm. But why product photography? Because very specific. What sort of like drew you to mm. it? I know you did commercial work in terms of the course and everything else. Yeah. But why product photography? So I've always seen it as like a beautiful lie almost. Um, I've read that somewhere years ago. Um, basically advertising photography for products. You see a product in a magazine, you're like, oh my God, this bottle of perfume looks absolutely amazing. Even though the whole setting's got nothing to do with the bottle. <laughs> it's very like, it's you know, selling you scroll like a and then it stops you. It? It's eye stopping, yeah. So, mm. yeah, I've always sort of enjoyed the process of building that image. It's not mm. just you turning up and you take a picture. It's like you lock yourself in the studio. You've got these lights and you sort of build it bit by bit. Yeah. And obviously, true. then retouching comes into play, which I was more familiar with than photography. I was going to say you did retouching for a lot of people freelance before yeah. you did your own yeah. photography stuff, um, which was a lot was beauty based, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was mm. a lot of beauty people, really. Wow. But and that, that's I, where he got into the <clears throat> studio photography because like I'd obviously have beauty products I'd have loads of because I'm into like skincare I'd have loads of skincare products he'd just steal some of my like yeah, good looking products <laughs> and I'd be like where's this cream going he's like oh I'm just photographing it and I'm like I can't use it for three days because he's put it in some setup yeah, and it's really complex and layered yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can't move it so I'm like this 
moisturizer that I was using, this is gone for like a week. Um, yeah. And then you realized you've sort of enjoyed. That was the, that was yeah. the calling. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's it, yeah. It was mainly building the images, like step by step. There's, you it have sounds time like a real to- process, doesn't it? Yeah. I know there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, when you look at those polished images and, you know, we went on your feed and I looked through your posts and stuff and the work's incredibly polished. Yeah, mm. it's, it's block you know, by but block. You, you kind of look at it and go, that's really, that's, that's, a, that's not just a product put on a coloured backdrop and then shot. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's a lot more, a lot more that goes into it, clearly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to hear that because obviously I just see it from the point of view of doing it. Um, I think, I, th- I think... I think it must be, I don't know if this is going to sound right or not, whether it's a compliment that it just looks a bit, it looks effortless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah, yeah. It really does. I know what you mean. But that's because it's been thought through. I think we see it because we're photographers and we yeah. probably understand a bit more of the technicality that goes into it. But mm. Yeah. Mm. And just to give context for everybody watching and listening, just go to Instagram right now, studio number 74, mm-hmm. yeah. and just have a look at your guys' work yeah. because, yeah, it is, it is pretty stunning. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what? I never what was the react. what was the what was the change then? So obviously you're in that comfort zone of having a nine to five mm. and a study pay packet, and then yeah. obviously you're busting your gut in the evening to to meet the demands of your you yeah. know your growing what client base. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then am I right in saying that COVID was the kind of was that the trigger? Was that the moment when things well, started to change? Or see, we're laughing because okay. we haven't actually spoke about <laughs> this then. yet. And I'm going to answer this, not you, because you're going to get us in trouble. So, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. No, basically, we've not spoke about this yet, but basically, we went. So, he, the whole pandemic, we were obviously at home working from home. He had all of his client list as usual. Yeah. And then we got to January this year of 2022, and um, it was just a normal, was it a Wednesday? Normal Wednesday. And then, so basically, oh, so backstory, we worked at the same place, this fashion company. So I was head of marketing, he was head of photography. So we worked quite closely within the same company. Head of photography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> head of, she was only the only person doing marketing oh, as well. Okay. <laughs> Still, um, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so obviously they knew we were a couple, obviously. Um, and yeah, and then basically it was just like a random Wednesday in January and we sort of both got called into an office and they'd basically found that we have Studio 74 as like a side thing. And what we thought was just going to be a conversation of like, what do you like? Is there any clients overlap? Which obviously there isn't because it's fashion and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And it was a basically a case of we're not happy with this. You either stop doing Studio Seventy Four or you go and do it, and you're not working wow. here anymore. That's, right, that's okay. what happened wow. on the same day. Proper both of us, yeah. nine to five, gone on one day in January wow, okay. this year. Made a boo boo that day. So that's what made us do Studio 74 properly. Well, I mean, yeah. you say you made a boot, but it's obviously worked out all right. And oh, yeah. You know, everything, everything yeah. happens for it. Not everything happens for it. You know, it happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I find that incredible that a business would do that. Yeah. It's I think quite, it's quite petty, isn't it? It's yeah, not, I think so. I think narrow-minded. I think that's... That's the, what yeah, we the, said. Yeah. I think if there was... I think if you were obviously doing fashion photography, then yeah, you'd kind <laughs> of go, they've got every right to be yeah. like that. Yeah. And at yeah. the same time... But, as long as you're doing your, you were doing your job, right? Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. doing your job, and at the same time, there, there are ways that you could sort of like interlink, and they could use your expertise mm-hmm. to kind of like bring you in to kind of like just use you guys, yeah. like to, pushing a different to, to, to its full potential, really. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, I think it's narrow-minded. Yeah, it's just I think narrow-minded. If, I think I'd be it? looking at if I was that business, looking at ways to sort of integrate you know what you're doing into into their business in a way mm-hmm. mm. and rather than actually it. feeling like yeah. a threat yeah yeah have my actually employee mm. so. i mean if you don't mind asking how old are you guys i'm 35 
39. 39. 39. Okay. I know. I know I don't <clears> look <throat> it. No, no, I no. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> you really Thanks, Daria. No, you really don't. No, what are you Sorry. thinking? What are you thinking? There's just a person that pulled us to the office. He was in his 60s. And you saying that at 39 and 35, yeah. being open-minded is that's, even more... Mm. I, I, I had the really... same mentality. Obviously, I was on the other side, seeing it from a different point of view. Where mm-hmm. I was like, can we make this work? Yeah, I didn't see that. No, mm. it was a different mindset, I think from us yeah. to their side of things. And I think they just reacted sort of angry of like, mm. why and would I, you do yeah. this on the side? All of your ambitions meant to be I here mean, type of thing. We did kind of mess it up in a way. Like we did try to hide it. That was probably the bad thing. I didn't try to hide it. Okay, I tried to hide it. Basically my, my idea at the time was if I separate this from this full-time job, yeah. then it's never gonna be even on the table. It's never gonna be mentioned that's, or anything. We did do that, that's true. Um, and I think they weren't too happy about that, that it was never even mentioned. Mm. So mm. as a 20 year old, 20, 20 year old, 20, you wish 20, you were 20 28 year old, <laughs> going into that office, being told off, I felt like an absolute kid. Yeah. Mm. It was not the nicest feeling. Yeah. I, I imagine there are probably directors in their thirties <clears throat> that would probably still have that. So I think it's more of a mindset yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm sure that the generational kind of thing does play into it and maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah bringing the idea of mindsets even further it's um, we've we've had it here in, in the podcast before where people um say that they've been made redundant for whatever reason really and we're like great now you can focus all on your photography mm. yeah, yeah. all your business and yeah. literally go 100 percent in and i constantly have that conversation even this week um me and zai were chatting to to a friend or about a friend and and she told me that he was made redundant and I was like great he can really just go 100% in and mm. sometimes you need that, that pressure yes. to really mm. go full in and well did you see that story I shared about Jim Carrey the other day about no. how uh, he was giving um, like a obviously made a doctor of some sort of university and gave his talk about how his dad could have been a very good comedian and decided not to he decided that he needed the security of a professional career mm-hmm. oh, yes. and at the age of Jim Carrey was 12. At the age of 12, his dad was made redundant from that professional safe career. Mm-hmm. And the one takeaway for Jim Carrey was that if you're going to fail at something, you might as well fail at something that you enjoy and you love and you're passionate about. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so that was obviously the push that you guys got yeah. Yeah. and forced your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely and then did, yeah. I mean, you had first... no choice then, really, did you? Yeah, nope. yeah. That was it, out, yeah. The first month, obviously, is like panic mode. Well, you look at well, yeah. All right, I was panic mode. She was like, "We got this." I was like, "We're fine. We've got <clears> even this. This is was... what we planned to do. This is what the long term plan was. This is fine. This is what we're meant to do." Yeah, you just panicked for about three months. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> my idea, my idea was always to have X amount of savings put away mm-hmm. to have like a safety net of walking mm-hmm. away. Instead, I've walked away with zero savings, three grand in there on a credit card, and I was like, "Shoot." Yeah, you can swear. It's fine, Darius. All right, okay, great. Shit. <laughs> he swears all the time. I'm like, shit, like, we're not in a great position to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we made it work. There's never a perfect time, Eight is months there? Later. No, That's the thing. That's what everybody we spoke to said. Everyone said, there's never going to be a right time. If you've got a nice nine to five, you're never going to go, oh, I'm going to take the leap this month. Because why would you? Yeah. If you've you got can them. always find an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we'd love a dog. But, you know, there's never a good time. <laughs> yeah, you can always find an excuse <laughs> not true. to get a dog. Um, but I find excuses for not having a dog. But yeah. well, we didn't. We we got the dog. So uh. yeah, a big hairy one. <laughs> big dog. Yeah. There's a lot of hair in the house all the time. <laughs> He's beautiful yeah. though. That's there the is thing. reasons not to get a dog for sure. Yeah. But we just ignored them and got one anyway. Mm. 
But going back to the thing, what's actually really funny is today when I was in the studio looking at a calendar, as I was scrolling for October, two years ago, I've put something on the calendar that I was talking to someone from that business. And I said to them, in two years, I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna go solo. This one, I'm gonna do it. And it was meant to be on the 1st of October. And I saw it today and I was like, damn, like that, you can't plan anything. <laughs> yeah. You really can't plan anything. So, so. Sam. So, Igor, <laughs> Studio Ninja. Yeah, let's just talk, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. And I was wondering about what we need to say in this little section, because I really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business. And yeah. one thing that came up recently was, in my own business, was that I was thinking about whether I need to get a VA on board. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need somebody that's going to help me just, you know, perform some of the admin tasks? And when I looked at it, and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for, I realized that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah, my invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah, you know, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So for me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that things run in the right order. If you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task, you have to say to yourself, why am I repeating this? Automate it. Um, and if you can automate it, then that's it. And that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business. And they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So yeah. what's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at Studio Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. Have you ever recorded anywhere you forgot to turn the cameras on? Once, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not talk we about We do that. not talk about <laughs> We don't, that. okay. We don't <laughs> so one thing I really want to talk about with your sort of work and just the, the aesthetic of your work, I think is really mm. clear and defined. It's, it has a very consistent look. Cool. Um, and the one thing I was really, I was really intrigued to know about is, or find out is about is how much of that is determined by the client and how much of it is determined by mm. you. What's that? How does that relationship work mm. with the client in terms of yeah, you know, what you offer and what their expectations are? Yeah, so that's, that's a good question actually. Um, it varies from client to client. Some clients come to us knowing what they want. Some clients come to us not knowing what they want. Some clients come to us knowing what they want after they've been burnt, and they go like, "We definitely don't want that again," mm. <laughs> which is. Great indicator, actually. Um, so typically the way the workflow goes is the client comes to us, they say, hey, I have this product, I want some pictures. Okay, great. <laughs> do you have any you ideas? come to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any ideas of what you're after? Then sometimes they'll see other brands that they like and they'll be like, we like something like this, which is kind of great and not great because yeah. if they're showing me like, you know, some stuff from like Kylie Jenner Cosmetics. Exactly. A f- a f- Fifty thousand pound budget exactly. to kind of get. <laughs> so constant problem <laughs> from then on we sort of say okay how about we start developing a mood board to give you an idea of what we're thinking we can produce and at that stage the client has a lot of input they can tell us okay i like this and this i don't want that and that and we take it from there mm-hmm. um so we build out a mood board on millanote i don't know if you guys yeah. heard of it yeah i've never heard of that What's Mil- what is it millanote okay yeah super really useful really useful tool yeah, yeah. By this stage, have you sort of like signed a contract with a client already or is it sort of like it's very much open and you guys are sort of like just going back and forth 
terms of trying to agree something and then sign this is more my side of things because mm. i'm like that he doesn't do email threads and whatever that's my side Thank of things God. so um yeah that basically if somebody reaches out to us initially or we've reached out to somebody sometimes mm -hmm. if we say oh they've got like a new brand or they'll be based in derby or somewhere close we'll kind of reach out to them and say we love the look of your products we'd love to shoot them do you have any need for photography coming up or they reach out to us either way and the next steps will sort of be because the, the problem that you have a lot of the times, especially with smaller businesses, obviously they don't have a huge budget for photography. They just don't because who does when they've got so many other things to pay for. Um, so the first conversation is normally, this is a rough guide. We send out like a rate card basically of this is the kind of things we offer, everything from like e-commerce photography. So like the pack shot side of things and then the creative side. Um, and we'll basically send out a rough guide of the kind of prices versus the kind of time that takes, how many product, um, not products, images you get for that. Um, and then once we've, if they're scared off by the price Im immediately, then obviously the project won't be for us. If it's, it doesn't match up, yeah. that's fine. We sort of agree to part ways or we'll have a conversation in the future when they've got a bigger budget, whatever it might be. And then the next bit will be if they're okay with the price and okay with the timings and that kind of thing, we'll look at our schedule. Cause obviously we try and book ourselves up at least a month in advance. And if they've got a release in two weeks time for this product, it's not going to work as well. Mm. So if all of that matches up, that's the bit where we sort of start talking about mood boards. So how we often, already how know. How often does that happen? Oh guys, we need some photos. Um, now. We need them for tomorrow. <laughs> Every uh, single single week every yep. single week and we have some clients that are like have been a long time client of yours mm. um that will reach out and be like oh is there any chance you could make us content for this yeah. in 10 days time and we always make exceptions for people like that because that's fine but if it's a new person that says we've got a two product launch in six days and we need lots of imagery for the launch and the ads and everything we need people we need everything obviously that's every week it happens yeah, it's but doable. it's just not mm. doable because i think people get so wrapped up in like the packaging design especially when it's a new company they get involved in the branding and the exciting side of it and then when it comes to the photography to actually get professional images done it's like an afterthought a lot of the time mm. which is unfortunate but it happens a lot yeah. so i do think that depends on the brand like for example what two three maybe even four months ago we were shooting for a company from florida which was Mm. in sense marketing and they knew that they won like two months in advance yeah. we need some content what can you do blah 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 that's true so americans again isn't it the american yeah. market they get just get it more yeah. yeah yeah americans are so much more like switched on I mean, to everything like yeah. the mood boards and what they're expecting they know the brand colors they want and every it's no offense yeah. english business owners but <laughs> Yeah. Americans are so much like easier and to work with in a way. And as well. well. I suppose just going back to because like, <laughs> kind of going back to my, the, the question I asked there as well is like people are obviously finding you, you yeah. know, all over all over the world and yeah, obviously they're, cool. they're seeing a they're seeing the aesthetic that we've already seen. So obviously I'm just I'm just, I'm just intrigued to kind of know how much people want to move away from that. Like, do you accommodate kind of slightly different briefs, or are you kind of quite clear on on the um, on, on the visual identity that you create for your brands? But and I, and I suppose to come back to that people are coming to you because they want that visual identity right yeah yeah mm, yeah we've seen that a lot this year with how much we've grown on social media over the last three or four months people will see something we've already made for somebody else and yeah. be like i want that with my products and obviously we're like we can't do exactly that because you can't copy paste projects yeah. for different clients because that doesn't work um but at most i'd say i'd say probably 70 percent of our work is we've seen you've done this we want this style yeah. too and so, the rest so of it how is, have you how have you grown on social media well, Let's, can we explore that for a bit? Yeah. Is that all right, Eagle? Can we explore that? Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so basically, obviously, 
prior to January and having full-time jobs and everything, we couldn't show our faces. We couldn't do a lot of social media or we did, well, we couldn't, yeah, we didn't want hush, hush. to <laughs> because we were sort of, and we obviously were working all the time. So we didn't have the time to put the energy into social yeah, media. Yeah. So then from January onwards, when we sort of decided we were gonna obviously do this full-time, well, made to do this full-time. Um, we, we wanted just, to do it full-time. Yeah, <laughs> we just sort of dove into it and we just started talking more about the behind the scenes of things and, because now we've got nice studios, we can show off like how we shoot things, what we do. And we've just sort of gone down the route of, it's not just we show imagery, we show what we do, how we mm. do it. And people like that kind of thing because you don't get to see often behind the scenes of a studio photographer because a lot of the times it's hush hush because it's three, four, five months in advance when the brands are going to be releasing something, especially when it's larger brands. You don't get to see any of it because yeah, they can't really show does. any of it. It's only afterwards really. And exactly. way, way yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, and then by the time you get to that stage as a photographer, you're like, it's Onto so long next. ago yeah. that you're busy with something else. Exactly. Yeah. So even though you got all the footage and everything, you're just like, nah. Mm. So going on social media was just sort of mainly down to that is us talking about what we do, how we do it, showing us as people, yeah. not just the finished images. Yeah. Like posting, well, I don't know how often you post now, <laughs> like five days a week, pretty five much. Di- yeah, pretty so much. Instagram loves it. Reels, yeah. all that yeah reels has been a massive thing like for us and in as a business as well is shifting to video content has been interesting because a lot more people now want reels and small clips for tiktok and things like that rather than probably all your clients beforehand were all just still imagery Mm. now it has to be video included that was going to be one of my questions really because um yeah just the landscape just the digital Mm. landscape at the moment and i could see that you guys have got quite a lot of photography Mm. Um, some videos but most of them tend to be sort of like stop motion yeah. is that on purpose rather than just video <clears throat> video if that I makes think, sense I think it's like a middle bridge between photography and videography I like, it. I'm not I'm not fully <laughs> there it. and confident doing this like all the way so yeah stop motion is like photography just stitched together you yeah. know what I mean yeah <laughs> as long as the light is consistent it's easy um, but we started doing more and more we, we should be start showing it soon actually um, some video content we've been making yeah like I've got a few photographers that I follow myself and always been like looking up to them. And like one of them is Jonathan Knowles. He's like um, advertising photographer based in London. Okay. Shoots for like Heineken, Brewdog. Huge brands, yeah. Big campaigns. Yeah, big mm-hmm. campaigns. Um, and that's what I've sort of noticed in his work over the years. There's like a even split now. There's photography and videography. Brands want that video content. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, obviously, this, the, this subject's not going away, is it? No, it really it's here to it feels stay. like it comes up with every guest at the yeah, moment, yeah, but it's, it's coming stay. up with every guest because of exactly what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. and in, in some ways, it, uh, to the audience, it, it should really, you guys should really hammer it in, really, uh, in some ways, because it keeps us on happening. And yeah, like Tom said, either you change and adapt, or well, you, you know, people are either burying their head in the sand, going, "I don't need to," yeah, or you, you're embracing it and going, yeah. "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to start bringing a little bit into my into my marketing yeah. activity mm. because you know, yeah. like, like you said, Rachel, like the the impact and the benefit of it can be can be huge." Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have that one video that reaches, well, we had a couple of uh, recently in August, we had a couple of static posts that not viral, because I hate that word, but they went sort of a bigger reach than our usual audiences. And that's where we got lots of interest from Florida, Miami. Mm. There was lots I did of brands. See that post. Yeah. It's so an just, orange one. A lemons. One. Yeah. yeah. Lemons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. it just for some reason was, it was like in three days, it was like a yeah. thousand likes plus, it was like 30,000 people reach, which is 
obviously we've only got up to 2,000-ish followers now, which we've yeah. only recently built up as well. And it just sort of blew up and went crazy. Yeah. Whereas reels tend to do that for a lot of people, but we haven't seen that with reels. We've seen it with static posts recently. Organically, have just blew up for some mm, unknown reason. Yeah. yeah, It just goes to show, doesn't it? You can't, you know, you can have all the ideas and the concepts and mm-hmm. the, the expectations, I mean, but you just don't know. Yeah. Mm. Even if you're in it and sort of like being intentional about, yes, okay, I've gone past the idea that I've got to make videos. I'm going to make videos. Yeah, you put that yeah. first one out. <laughs> put a video out. Yeah. 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 Seven but, views. But I'm not going to die because of this. I'm going to yeah. put another video out and another one and another one and another one. I feel like DJ Khaled. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're bringing the energy today. You know, I like it. And, and nothing happens in no. some ways. So it just shows. It just shows that sometimes... Yeah even though people are sort of like hammering on the point of video, static or images can still yeah. have a, a great mm-hmm. virality about them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's all about audience as well, because if you, obviously we're a photography studio predominantly, we've only recently included video. So a lot of our little community that we speak to are the photographers, fellow product photographers. So obviously the static posts are going to do better with our natural organic audience because they all appreciate still imagery. Mm. So Mm. it's fascinating when a static post goes like, does a better reach than we're expecting. And then you post a reel or a video and you think, oh, this is a great video, like you said. And it's seven views in like seven hours. And you're like, oh, (laughs) maybe not. I I don't know about you, but I I still find it with with our industry and wedding photos. Like I can still put posts out now that are just four or five images as a carousel post. Mm. And they can still get, you know, 20, 30,000 reach if it's Mm a, you know, you you just can't predict what's going to happen mm. i always try and look for that opening image to be one that maybe is just going to grab Stand someone's attention one. a yep. bit more mm-hmm. yeah. and just and have a make... little bit something more to it than just a mm. yeah you know looking for something that's a little bit that's going to break the mold a little bit when someone's scrolling that kind of search feed Thumb um, stopping. but even then you still you know it's in the hands of the instagram gods isn't it yeah yeah um, yeah i think i think for me the most painful thing about instagram is like i feel like we produce a lot a lot of content for other photographers i don't know how to break through that barrier where it's like yeah. for the clients what do you mean you, you produce as in as in our audience most of our audience yeah. is photographers, photographers following photographers because we okay. all follow each other's work and each yeah. other's portfolios yeah. you all use the same hashtags and all that yeah right okay so you're on about the, actually are your clients get your potential clients gonna yeah. get to see that yeah. rather than mm. just photographers yeah. right I'm with you yeah okay. that's what he means it's the problem is like you see the constant same yeah. faces other, other photographers up. aren't gonna pay your bills are they exactly that, you know, it's, it's yeah. nice for likes and reach say, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah that's always annoyed mm. you hasn't it it's like how do you get sort of out there to mm. potential clients but that's why whenever we've got someone new reaching out to us the first question well not the first question but one of the questions is like how did you find us? Yeah. yeah. And quite often it's actually Instagram. Yeah. They say, oh, we've seen your work on Instagram. I'm like, mm-hmm. which hashtag? Tell me. <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, Where did it come from? <laughs> outside of Instagram, what would you say is the next sort of like calling point that people actually are find you? Or do you find it that mostly it, it tends to come from Instagram? No, Google is yeah. big for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our own, obviously our website is like a big portfolio, obviously. Mm. Um, and we've got like a Google My Business profile and all that sort of stuff. Um and all the American people, weirdly, the Miami brands, the Florida brands that have reached out to us, they sort of tend to find us from Google. Mm-hmm. So they'll, yeah. they'll reach out and just say, we saw your portfolio online. Because they're basically, the main search term is studio photography products. And obviously we're going to come yeah. up for that because SEO on our website means that we will, we should, if I'm doing my job right, pop up for that. Um, so yeah, it just tends to not be English brands, which is really strange. Americans find us on Google, English brands find us on Instagram. Yeah. 
It's the it's weirdest amazing, thing. Mm. I, I, I just love them here. I love hearing them talk about it. So when was it you left your previous job? 7th of January. 8th of January. This year? Yep. Yeah. And, and already in that time, they've got companies in America finding you guys yeah, on, on Google yeah. going, can we have these products photographed? And yeah. Yeah. All over just, the world. You know, Australia. Australia is another yeah. brand. And they've sent and massive they send boxes. I mean, I'm, I'm personally quite glad that that previous director found your business <laughs> and was like, screw you. Yeah. Because yeah. you, yeah. you could potentially still Maybe. be there. Like, you know, how did that happen, by the way? Did someone sort of like, oh, by the we way? We don't know. Good question. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> we don't know. I think. <laughs> Who do you need to thank? Much more point out, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get you. But no, actually, I'm going to thank, thank you for this that. person. Yeah, yeah. now that the time has gone by, I reflect on it. And you're right. I should thank that person, whoever did yeah. it. Mm. But if you would have asked him a few months ago, he wouldn't mm. have had the same yeah, answer for the first two months, I was panicking. panicking. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think what happened, I think, is... So, <laughs> do you not think that like kind of focuses your mind a bit though? Do you not think it, that fear and that worry really kind oh, of yeah. al- allows you to like? For me, anyway, like, I often find this when you know, I found it when I came in the studio. It's like it gives you that that little bit of fear just on your shoulder and your background, mm-hmm. like just saying, "Come on, this has got to work. Yeah. You've got to do this." Yeah, yeah. you and that kind of you, you kick wanted in, this. You kick in, don't you? And yeah, yeah. Then there's me on his other shoulder going, "Come on." Just do what it. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. I don't know why I had so much doubt in the beginning. Like, I knew I just need to get on with it and start producing the work. And But I think it's just, it's just that initial step of like, God, I need to find the work now. Mm. It's not just going to turn up. But touch wood, for the past nine months, the work is turning up. Yeah. When, like, we've maybe well, so we, we spoke off camera before we started about the fact you're now looking for a bigger studio. Like yeah. You need a bigger space. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is crazy. In, in a very, very short space of time. Mm. Yeah, literally. In January, when all this happened and we were sort of like sitting in our, on our sofa thinking, oh God, we've now got to do it. Like, it's all on us or yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's, that's it. Um, like, yeah. mortgage, two cars and leases. I was like, are we handing everything back in or <laughs> yeah. what's the drill? <laughs> we were just sort of like, what do we do? Like, what's our plan? Do And we, it was, initially it was like the panic of like, well, we've got the studios and we've got this and we whatever. Mm. Do we do one studio? Do we get? Do we bring it back into our house so we don't pay any rent? It's and then hard we, to go back into your I house. I know it's because yeah. he was no. doing it in our spare room before in yeah. the pandemic, and it was just, it was just that blind panic of like, what? Did, don't make any decisions now is the conclusion we came to in the panic. Don't make a decision. Mm. So we kept the studios, and then yeah, like eight eight months later, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, now we're looking for a bigger place because mm. the place we were going to hand back in and be like, well, no, we don't want to pay for that is too small. And it's yeah. just crazy what can change in a few months' time. Yeah. Can we talk about what it's like working with your partner? Mm. Should we go there? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> asks us this. <laughs> yeah. We've always worked first? together. <laughs> yeah, who wants to go first Why, what's on your one? answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Darius, what do you think? <laughs> you go first, While maybe. she's looking fiercely at <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there are, I think we get a lot of people that listen to this as well that, you know, we know it as photographers. We've yeah. got, uh, you know, photographer friends that are, you know, working as, uh, you know, working <clears> with their partners. And there has to be a real kind of understanding between the two of like, you yeah. know, designated roles and a clear understanding mm-hmm. of who's doing yeah. what and yeah you know we kind of have and that relationship where does it stop being business business partners and friends or in this car in this case partners partners literally yeah, yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend fiance fiance sort of thing so yeah just throws the dynamics okay so 
I actually enjoy it and it's not the first time we've worked together like, no. right answer yes <laughs> see you in the next one Rachel's tick okay no, carry on please so first time we worked together was actually at uni we mm-hmm. both worked in different bars and we ended up working in the same bar he was my manager for a while I was a manager for a while, yeah. She did yeah. not like that. No. Because <laughs> I was better at that than you were. Yeah. That was why I was annoyed. Yeah, but probably. I just like your oh. whole no-nonsense attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about Rachel. Like, if she doesn't like something or someone, She'll she will let it. you know. Like, there is no messing about. Um, yeah. But yeah, so working in bars, that was first. Um, but the difference was we were working on two different floors. Mm-hmm. So we would not actually see each other that often but it was so funny as well because when we first were initially working together we'd be working there'd be like new hires all the time and no one would knew we were a couple no one would know we were a couple because it would get to like yeah. the, a saturday night and we'd like be going home in the same car together and people are like, Why, where are they going we're like going home <laughs> <laughs> no one would know we were a couple because we've always had that like professional level because yeah you have we, we to. used to actually just like we discussed at the very beginning when mm. we started working together like when we go through that door we act like we we're not together we don't know each other <laughs> no, no, no i didn't want to say that but like it's professional we turn it up for someone else to do our best so mm. why should we bring in our stuff here do you know what i mean yeah, yeah so even if you're arguing at home about something and you're disagreeing about something why should that affect mm-hmm. anything here so yeah and those and, same rules still apply when you're working together in a Photography studio. Well, it's difficult Ish. now. That's, that's, that's exactly what we're going to say now. Thinking? When it's like exactly the two of you only in the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. No, it's, it's different now. It's difficult because obviously since in January, we had this mindset of like, we've got to take on every project. We've got to fit everything in because yeah. now we're like making money for ourselves. This is our entire income. We've got to take on everything. Mm. So it was that case of like, it was 24 mm-hmm. seven. It was like, if we needed to fit something on a Saturday morning, he'd be at the studio shooting. I'd be doing emails. And it was just, when it was 24 seven, it was difficult to separate because we'd constantly be in business mind where you're not chilling, you're not at home. It, yeah. it was difficult for a few months because we just didn't have that. Even time to ourselves, like, you weren't going to the gym. I wasn't doing anything separate. It was just business, 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 which we found really difficult at first. And we've no only- No separation. No. No, it's not no. healthy, honestly. It, um, it'd be like 11.30 on a Saturday night and be like, oh, by the way, have you gone back to this email? Have you done this move? And it's, yeah. it just and wasn't great. To be fair, in a way, it still is. It's a not, not as much. I'm going to the gym now. Just started, so you can't see anything yet, but. But we've tried to change it. In yeah, the last few well, months, like, I know it's not healthy. Mm. I I know it is, and I've seen I, I've seen a lot of that on internet. People talk about it a lot now. That like as much as there is this like hustle culture, culture. culture there you go. Yeah, it shouldn't exist as much. But I feel like because because we're so early into this, I still have my like somewhere in the back of my head like that panic mode. Like oh my god, like. Like you feel like you can't say no to anything. Like you have to yeah. fit everything in. Or if someone's saying we need this work done, you've got to fit it in because you can't say no. Mm. What if they go? If they go to somebody else and that's lost revenue and it's this constant yeah. like just hamster wheel of like we've got to fit everything we can in. Mm. And then life kind of takes a back seat in the last. Yeah. So you months. set some boundaries. Ish. Yeah. You need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to work less on the weekend. Although to me, Sunday is still kind of like a work day. Um, he basically doesn't know how to chill he's always had this problem if there's work to be done he would rather go and finish the work and do the work mm-hmm. than he would sit and watch TV yeah. or go out with friends or go and see family he would rather be working up. Yeah, I just don't like that ever. feeling in the back of my head I've got something waiting there to be done I do know what you mean and especially especially working from home this is me 
working mm. from home, it's quite hard for me to sometimes switch off. But over the past, probably past two years and throughout the pandemic, and it's kind of like taught me that really, um, it's a lot easier for me to switch off and just enjoy the girls and, and have mm. a good time. But I, I guess as well, finding those things that really fill your tank in terms of like socially or mm. whatever outside of work really i think those are really really crucial so yeah i can remember seeing one, one of your stories i think it was a story or maybe maybe it was your youtube video about how you like your best ideas or your conversations around like the business future kind of evolve or start when you're out walking the dog mm. yeah and i think it kind of just goes to show like actually that when you need that downtime to to just let your mind sort of just breathe a little bit don't you mm. and just to yeah yeah yeah. focus on business ideas mm. <laughs> instead yeah, you know, yeah. it is it true is all of our good business decisions have come from dog walks yeah yeah amazing so it's the two of you yep but now I'm thinking is it always the two of you or do you sort of like tend to bring anyone into the business to do anything as as you guys go along um, well in the future we definitely will but as it is right now it's just the two of us mm-hmm. although we do outsource retouching because sometimes, sometimes yeah. editing is just too much and especially when it's like pack shots where it's like a simple product on white I was gonna say spending your time cutting it out with a pen tool every single time takes ages especially your when time? there's like it's my hours but no because um, this is the problem that you have at the moment though because obviously we're so new we're only eight months into doing it full time we don't almost want to take give it to anybody yeah. else he wants to do every aspect of it the lighting sourcing yeah. the props the actual photography the retouch he wants to do it yeah. yeah he has yeah. to do it himself and so, i think it's because we're so new that's yeah. why so is, that, is that fear is that fear still there that was you had in the first few months uh no not so much i think that's because the bank lies. account is growing okay. so as i know there's that a bigger lies. bigger bigger safety net yeah i have my days when absolute i'm like absolute lies okay <laughs> <laughs> lies i will get home it'll be tuesday at 3 p.m i'll been out somewhere i'll get home and i come in and he's got this weird look on his face i'm like what's wrong what's happened i'm thinking like someone something's happened to someone <laughs> and I look at him and I'll be like what's happened and he's like oh I'm just panicking about this and I'm like again <laughs> that's, that's the point it's got to because I just don't I never understood where the panic for him came from because he's the talented one he's the one that creates he knows he can create this I hate when imagery. people say you're talented in photography I'm not talented I learned all this <laughs> it's a skill though well, it's, it's a, a skill. skill the skilled one okay fine <laughs> but yeah he and he has this like skill um, yeah there's a lot of people that don't learn it yeah there's a lot of people that don't that Mm. want to but they just don't have the drive to go and do it true done it yeah Mm. but it's just he has these panic moments and i just don't i've never understood where the panic comes from for you i do feel like there's less of it now should we must look at Darius? Darius, where does the panic start? Darius, how do you feel? Open up, Darius. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a therapy session or something. <laughs> you we are. should move the podcast from this setting to the sofa. So, yeah. Have him lie, lie down. down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there already a green sofa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but I found it actually really surprising the fact that you said um, sort of like outsource retouching because, like, off the bat, it is your strength. Literally, mm. you, you, you go through mm. your Instagram feed and it's like, come on you guys are good and really really good at this mm. and then for you to outsource it yeah and i find that like really commendable to you like kudos to you and keep doing it because yes you're earning your time back and it's it's yeah. a strength but i guess as long as you keep that standard that's it exactly mm. we had to vet about well we basically put a thing out on linkedin on our instagram to say any freelance touches reach out to us we're looking for someone for creative and for e-commerce because it's very different retouching skills yeah. it's a very different set of people do 
pack shots versus do creative mm. and we were looking for like a mix of either someone that can do both some that we know does both or one one for each side of it and then there's basically a few photographers that you follow for a long time went to the university of derby a few years ahead of us mm. that use a lot of retouchers because one of them is based in bristol Yep. Ed Fury is based yep. in Bristol and he uses a lot of retouchers and there was a few people that said we work with Ed and we were like well we know you're good obviously because we've seen the level of work they mm. make and it's just a case of like for you mainly is like giving up that control to somebody yeah. but it, he knows then he's got he gets a day or two days back to then plan a mood board for the next project or something yeah. for this that he can do instead and I think yeah I'm, 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 I'm aware that in order to scale this business I can't do everything myself yeah like I know it and I hate it <laughs> but I know that you know, the end goal is going to be take people on and give that work away. And I feel like if you get someone earlier on, you get to build that relationship, especially with the retoucher. To, mm. to me personally, getting the right person to edit is important because mm. I want them to do it my way or even better way. Like I'm by no means, I'm not like the world's best retoucher or anything. I know my way around Photoshop, but I, you know, finding that person that fits into your business, into your style, that's a difficult bit. Mm -hmm. mm. But I know in order to scale it, we need to give it away. It's hard, isn't it? Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Let it go. Let it Literally. Go. I'll be in the corner yeah, playing that as it happens. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I'll have to make sure that you don't micromanage people as well when that does happen. Yeah. Because you'll be like, oh, what? Could you, could you do it like this instead? That's or? the thing. So right now, like, the yeah. retouches are kind of um, re remote. I would love to have someone in the studio so that as I'm shooting, they're already editing and yeah. I can just come into the other studio and be like, all right, can you just tweak this or I'd shot this for this element. Can you put that together? Because mm. trying to put that in an email, yeah, it's not the easiest thing ever. Mm. Um, You're thinking as you go on, on the shoot, but yeah, to actually do it afterwards and everything else, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit mm. harder really. So it's a bigger studio and an apprentice next on the agenda. Yeah, yeah an apprentice so. or like a really hungry student, someone who wants it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when I went to uni, out of the class of 30, maybe there was five of us that actually cared about what they want to do. And you knew that these people are going to walk away and do something with this. Mm. Which is what happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, so finding that student, I think, to sort of, you know, mold them into your own way. That's of all you want, isn't it? That's all you really want from somebody. I know we're me and Igor were talking about we've got I've got Courtney starting in a, on uh, next Tuesday yeah. mm -hmm. an apprentice 17 year old somebody I know through a uh, a woman who works in the marketing department for a food company that I worked for and she came in here within within two minutes I could tell that she was just really passionate and mm. wanting to learn yeah. and keen wants to be a photographer like yeah. great got it that's, mm. all, that's all I need because that's yeah. the one thing you can't no, yeah, you, you can't. You can teach all this stuff. Yeah. If somebody, hunger, if somebody hasn't got that drive and yeah. that desire to go, no, I really want, to, I really want to be here. Mm. Really mm. want to do that. Yeah. yeah, especially in a small business, like you mm. can't take, you can't have people, you know, taking a free ride. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah the business just isn't big enough. I said to Rachel, like that first person that we're going to hire, they have no idea how important they're going to be to this whole thing. Yeah, like that. That's a terrifying bit. I feel like finding the right person. I'm relying on them that much that you know this small business like they're now like a like yeah. a corner also, of it's it. It's also an exciting challenge, I think. Yeah, it really is. Oh no, yeah, mm. of course. You know. See it from this perspective as well. The fact that you're going to grow together, and that's mm. the exciting bit. Really. Yeah, you actually will grow together. Whoever you hire, they will get your visual language, your yeah. your style, and your your way of working, really. Mm. And mm. and that's the exciting bit, really. Yeah. yeah. 
I think we just need to get to that point because I think we'll take, so we started this full time in January. I think we'll get to next January where we'll, we'll have been doing it a year. We'll be a year in and we can see the like the ebbs and flows of where the most business is, where we have quiet mm. months, where we have quiet areas. I find areas. it amazing that we going, not even a year. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? yeah, I don't know how we kind of missed that yeah. in all of our notes and research. <laughs> well, it's because he's been going for like since 2015 yeah. as a freelance person. It's yeah. very different to doing yeah, yeah. it full time. As yeah. yeah, so we're only eight months in at the moment. Yeah, yeah, which is actually crazy because I feel like I've been doing it for about 15 years. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Rachel the other day, like whoever invented the calendar of seven days a week did not have their own business. Like no. there's just not enough time in the week sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah like going back to the hiring aspect like I've been there and I know what it's like and I don't want to be that micromanaging dick like but the closer I am to it the more I know <laughs> how that can happen yeah because you're so precious about this like little business mm. like oh my god it's my baby we're trying to grow it we're trying mm. to make it into something and you get someone who comes along you think oh my god they're gonna like take off all this work from us and let's say they're not performing to what you're expecting and you're like shit like I need to tell them like time to step in and mention something do you know what I mean yeah so and I yeah. also don't feel like we're old enough almost yeah, to like, be in charge of someone I feel like we're too young for that no, we should definitely. be telling anyone what to I do think, I think it'll be one of those things that and I hope I hope I think this of I hope I think this of myself as well in in sort of four or five months time you get to the stage where you're like thank god I did it mm. thank mm. god I took that person on yeah you know, I think of it already the studio I can't yeah, imagine yeah. not being in the studio but yeah. I had the war I had the fear yeah. Um, and you talk, you talking then, Darius, like made me think of a couple of things that came up during just other conversations we've had with other people here. There was the one thing that um, Tony said, Tony Wormsley, about um, setting staff like a really clear framework mm. and giving them structures, giving them the structure and the framework, and then allowing them to be creative within those boundaries. Mm. Mm. There was another one as well that I thought of, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 it was. It was Ben, the Ben Block Knives talking about. I know about exactly what you're going to say. Giving, give, this is, uh, I think you touched on like retaining them and them taking work away. So. Yeah. yeah. Actually, giving them a slice of the pie a little bit and allowing them to know that mm. as they grow and the business grows, that they'll be rewarded for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. You know. That's the beauty of a small business, I guess, is you can offer that extra edge of like, you are like a key person here and yeah. they feel that they'll have more I don't know just more about them that they're sort of like yeah, more I'm the fam, really. yeah yeah and especially in like a creative industry I feel like mm. it's my kind of job to make sure that they enjoy it do, do, do you know what I mean yeah because yeah. like you don't want to be on the other side where you are you're doing your nine to five and it becomes <sighs> like this dread yeah and, like, and you hate going to work and you think and... this is not what I was expecting mm, from it thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, that's yeah. the th the thing we've spoken about as well, isn't it? Like, we at the end of the year when it gets to like Christmassy kind of time and it, we're winding down for the year, we need to sit down as business people and sort of write down like things we've achieved, yeah. the amount of projects we've worked on. Because yeah. we never take time at the moment. <clears throat> I think my friend asked me and she basically said, "Have you like have you looked back on like what you've achieved yeah. so far?" And we were like, "No, because we don't have the time. We haven't got time to look back on like oh look how many cool things we've worked on. We worked with someone from Australia and Miami and." We, we haven't been able to look at that because we just haven't yeah. had the time. We've just been like working away, trying to make sure that we're like successful. Like we have to do mm. it and whatever. I think we need to sit down and like reflect on what we've managed to do. You'd be dead proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think so. Mm. I think when we look at it and we'll I be like, we're wow. I think we that. Mm. 
I think yeah. we're all guilty of just yeah. getting on with the next day, the next week, yeah, and the next definitely. project, mm. and not stopping to look and go, oh, do It'll you be know, so, look, at, yeah. look at where we've come from. So mm. easy to forget certain things. They're like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Well, we talked about mm. it with having the audience here the week. It just felt like we just did it. And it yeah, was, it was just, all right. It was like, yeah. okay, yeah, we've done that. Great, yeah, next but, thing. But, yeah. but actually, we're like, let's, no, we've, let's really think about this. We've just had yeah. 10 people here for two recordings on a, a live you no, know, shoot day. And you're like, actually, no, that was... yeah. Really that was cool a really thing. big deal. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a turning point there. Um, yeah. Especially prior to that happening. You probably were stressing the hell out about it. <laughs> Tell me, yeah. oh my God, oh, we're going to have yeah. physical people sitting there watching. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. And, and then, okay. then the day after, you're like... And you're Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a Rachel. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're really busy, like you've got loads on. Why on earth would you then take on adding YouTube to your... Yeah, good question. I did ...level, ask that. level of work? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Rachel's sure. face, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he said, I wanted a YouTube channel. And I went, how and when and how <laughs> okay, are we going to yeah. do that? Okay, so let me rephrase that question. Down here. <laughs> why, why would you take on YouTube as, a, as an additional layer of work? Yeah, Darius, why? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. There's something inside of you that tells you you can do more. Actually, I know why. I've just thought why. I know why. Because we've spent the last, what, how old are we? 10 years watching people like Casey Neistat, who used to be a massive YouTuber. And we now watch someone called Max Tunin, who is this business owner in Texas, in America, and he owns multiple businesses and he does vlogging. And and we watch Asheville Weekly, who's this mm. dude that owns a big construction company in London, and he does weekly vlogs of what like his, his business, stuff. yeah, of what his business does. And it's fascinating to just see what people do and how they do it, what they do in business, who, like who they have meetings with. I know it sounds weird, but like we're the kind of people that literally will just sit there and watch Vlogstar YouTube. And I have done for the last 10 years. I'm a massive YouTube fan. So when he said yeah. he wanted to start Even a YouTube your- channel, I knew exactly why. And it was because of that. Even your podcast, I prefer on YouTube. Same. Like, I'm not a podcast listener. I have a, men- I have a, a mentality watcher. that I like listening to the podcast, but I always go back to YouTube to watch it. Yeah. Same. Every time. I like to see people. I like to see what they do. I'm, yeah. I'm basically nosy. Especially YouTube. when you have it. It's basically. Yeah. I just like to see what people do. Like I find it fascinating. Like people yeah. vlog their lives, and I'm like, I'm I'm going to sit here for two hours, and I'm going to watch what they do. There's a, there's a lot of work goes into it, though. It's a real yeah. effort. Yeah. So much. You know, we both put. I mean, I've only put one video on it on my channel, and you've done a few, and it is. Yeah, it is difficult. It's a lot. A lot goes into it's it. Time consuming. You know? it, it's for me. To do it's, it well anyway. I think to do to do it to the level yeah. that we would like it to be done to. Yeah. I think there's, mm. there's yeah. A lot goes into it. Yeah, you could do it half-assed, I think, but it wouldn't be worth doing. Yeah, you could then. just pull out an iPhone, and walk around. Yeah, do it that way. It's not quite instead, what of, instead of yeah yeah instead of do drag that camera around with the monitor and the mic and and it's heavy. You go into Costco, <laughs> you look like a dickhead because everyone's looking at you and like, what's he doing? And yeah. that's another problem. Like, Who does he think he is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally that look of oh, why has he got a camera? Yeah, yeah. Look, man. He thinks he's famous. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But yeah. in terms of YouTube, I don't have that. I don't have that like, oh my God, people are staring at me. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> yeah, Rachel is quite like conscious of it. I'm just like, and I think it's because of now running our own business, because you had to make so many decisions and there's no one to ask, like, what would you do? Mm. How did you do this? With YouTube, it's sort of like, well, I don't care about all of you here because this is for me. Yeah, like some some Joe in Costco. I'm never gonna see you again in my life. Hey, if anything, you might find me on YouTube. You're gonna give me that view, and eventually, hopefully, down the line, I'll monetize that view. <laughs> <laughs> so, but going back to your question, why add it onto the plate? 
I don't know, I feel like I can do more than I already do. Um, and it's not just photography then, you know? It, it's gonna help me to create content eventually with the video side of things. I think you answered it in some ways. Um, you do it for you, really. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like you do it for you. And yes, we were talking about the, the find those sort of things that really fulfill your heart and kind of like whether it's golf or whether it's going out with your friends or whatever. And I think YouTube is that thing for you, really, that's sort yeah. of like still hand in hand with the business, but it's your thing. Mm. And just from a business mm. point, I'm just to add on, I totally agree with everything that Igor just said. I think just to add one other little layer to that is that you also don't know what it might become. Exactly. Yeah. And I also think it's really important in business to not have all of your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Just to, just have something bubbling away in the background that, yeah. you know, it might not do anything for the next three, four years, but something yeah. might happen. That one video might go out that all of a sudden goes boom. Yeah. And people are like, mm. all right, I'm going to watch all of that stuff. And mm. yeah. you just don't know. You don't know where it'll go. I think it's like a cool... I've never had I've never I've never had like a journal I don't really write about everyday stuff but I feel like YouTube can be my journal in a way mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool to look back on mm. you know Three nine months time, ago or something like... and have like a and you look at you look at all of the big YouTubers or not even the big YouTubers just the YouTubers that maybe even got 30, 40,000 followers they mm. all started yeah, mm. yeah they yeah, all started yeah. and you just need just to start those videos that are like you know pretty standard yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you only get better with that process the mm. more you do it so yes, i think it's great i think and i think with what you do as well in that industry i think if you can introduce that behind the scenes stuff a bit more and there's one thing that i noticed a while ago when i was looking at youtube is that the amount of brands that want to work with youtubers to produce a shoot but actually the the the, the episode is about the bts yeah so it's yeah. like mm -hmm. they pull it all together yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah so the brand benefit the YouTuber benefits, they get a BTS mm. video about Even how the people that sort of like product. helping out, there might be it's, YouTubers as well come in and... and again, it's just yeah. still a very American, yeah. a, a very uh, yeah, American thing, but actually, it is. I don't think it's caught on over here, really. No. You I know. don't know why. No. I genuinely don't know why. Because, yeah, we're, we're like... time. We, we always strange. We always sort of like five, ten steps behind yeah. the should US, we really. To America? Should we, we should, shouldn't we? We should yeah. just go. <laughs> <laughs> there's some things I've about America that I don't like, so I wouldn't move there. I would say there's lots of, there's a big list, isn't there? Yeah. But yeah. Because you've always said you'd move to, yeah. you'd move tomorrow to like always, LA, wouldn't you? Yeah. Always, not LA in particular, just California. Just, California. I just want sun 24 seven. I don't want to see rain or snow or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wake Winter up. Winter lady yeah. over here, I'm not sure I'm struggle with that. Nope. I'm not sure yeah, Rachel's going to agree with that. No. It's, it's Rachel and the Husky that. Yeah, we've got a Husky wouldn't. and there's no chance he's going to survive in America. No, absolutely not. I don't know. You know when you wake up and you look out the window, it's blue sky and you're like, yep, 7 a.m., I'm ready Rachel's for it. Face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wake up and you know that you know that smell of like when it's rained overnight and it smells like nice and like wintry and tro not, not tropical. Amy, are you still here? <laughs> Amy. Come here a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow winter fan. I'm not going to camera. You sure? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite season? Autumn. Yeah. There you go. What's your least favourite season? Summer. Yeah, there you go. There's not many of us. No, there's not. There isn't. Every time I say it, people are like, but it's cold. And I'm like, yeah. And that's, that's why. Yeah. I think I should move to Scotland. Yeah, well, I've said sure. that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Definitely you should move not. to Scotland. Um, yeah, no. Now, um, sort of like getting towards the end a bit. Um, sort of like big picture question sort of thing. What is one, what are sort of like one of the dream 
brands that you guys would love to work with? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then. Mm. Um, dream brands. That's a good question. Um, so there's more a question for you. I definitely like the alcohol sector of things mm-hmm. or the cosmetics. Um, so having like Belvedere, Grey Goose, something like that. Why? Bombay. Um, a, I've been to shoot as an assistant and I've seen the briefs and those big brands quite often have very open briefs. They're mm-hmm. there for the photographer's vision. They're sort of trusting them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, like a few years ago when I was still at uni, I went to London to assist for a Ford shoot and I thought it was the dog's bollocks when I went there. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to love this. I'm, I'm going to know everything and all that. I didn't know shit. Someone said to me, can you grab a C-stand? I was like, what's a C-stand? <laughs> he rang me after, it was a four day shoot and he was staying there and he rang me on the first day and just sort of went, I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know what anything is. It was it like, was. Some, it was like I, someone asked me for a cable. I have no idea what it does. I See, handed the, them this no, thing. Was, <laughs> I was folding the cable and I got told off. They were like, what are you yeah. doing oh, with that yeah. cable? And I was like, oh, I'm just yeah. folding. It was like, yeah. you're trying to break it? it? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. damn. <laughs> so that was very like, eye-opening <laughs> brought me back to earth came back it was a good job it was paid well um but i realized i know nothing um but i saw the brief from ford and it was very open actually as much as there were certain elements that had to be in the photo like the model and the car position in a certain way um there was a lot of freedom and there was a massive mood board where the photographers sort of developed it with the art director and they just yeah they just had the chance to put their own vision into it and I feel like the big brands that sort of come to you for your expertise, yeah. mm-hmm. a small brand mm. comes to you because they've seen some, some something somewhere else and they go, yeah. I want this. Yeah. And that's the most painful thing for me when they go like, oh, I've seen Kylie Jenner Cosmetics and I want this. And they're like a... For 200 quid. Yeah. And exactly. they're like a, you know, Cotswolds yeah. eyelash company. Like, fucking hell, like, that's not going to be the same, is it? Yeah. Mm. So yeah, those big brands, yeah, like Belvedere, Bombay Sapphire or something like that. It's amazing. You put it out there. Yeah. manifesting it that's yeah exactly. amazing. I'm sure we will get there 100% it's just a matter of yeah. time I mean the, the future for Studio 74 is definitely not where we are right now the future was always to have like a creative house so we've always well I've always wanted to have like a 3D designer illustrator graphic designer videographer f- photographer and all that mm. so that a company can come to us and we can cover from A to Z yeah cover the spectrum <clears throat> yeah. yeah 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 we need a much bigger studio for that a bigger studio <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you need some more staff <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. Studio Ninja, Igor. <laughs> Here we go. Now I'm off again. But I, I wanted to—I just wanted to talk about one more thing because I think—and I'm not here to criticise one of our sponsors—but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired! Tell yeah. us. Tell us what so you they think. are. It's—it claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm-hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. So much I just think more. it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists. You know, you, you name it. I've had them all reach out, and I've given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it <laughs> yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's. I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a the whole masses. market. There's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, f- a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to book people in, you need to send them automated emails, invoices, um, you know, 
the system and the software is yeah. there for for anybody to use in, in in whichever business they're they're operating in. Yeah, get student ninja. There you go. So, so what's the discount people... code, Igor? Oh. You should know it by now because I've told you a few times. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I wonder what I'm it could be. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's another idea. It's that simple. So if you go to Studio Ninja, um, type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year. And you'll get the first month free. You get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription. There we go. There you go. Sorted. Go, go get it. Am I going on you? Where should I start? Do you want me to go? Yeah. Well, unless you've got something to <clears throat> think of. No, no, it's just the last question. The, the one. Yeah, no, no, I'm just wondering how I go into it. <laughs> Take your time. Okay, so you won't have heard this because the. Well, you may, have, you may have listened to the first one that dropped actually the other week about. We want, to, we want to ask this question to all of our guests going forward um, because we think it's a, it's just nice to really get an understanding of everyone's viewpoint on something that I think draws a lot of creatives together, which is their experience of school and that, you know, those teenage years that form a lot of us mm-hmm. and how kind of school for a lot of creatives is a mixed, <laughs> yeah. you know, mixed experience. Yeah, very much so. Um, I don't think many creatives particularly feel like they were molded they, they were they, like school was for them yeah um so i suppose that the, and the, well, this is why i wanted to ask this question and that is that if you could go back to being you know 14 year old rachel and darius mm-hmm. what would your advice be to yourselves interesting yours is going to be very different because you grew up very differently but um mine would kind of be because what i wish i'd done at that age i was the classic kid that kind of did okay in all subjects like blanket was because I was good at remembering facts and when it came to exams I could write down what I'd literally read the day before but that doesn't necessarily mean you're good at anything it just means I can remember information so I was the classic kid that it was like good at everything but wasn't really interested in one thing in particular so it's one I saw I think on one of your um other episodes that you did I can't remember who it was with I think they said the same where they were like blanket okay across everything but they didn't pick a particular lane that was exactly what I did I was just good at exams so I could pass things but I didn't really pick any particular interest. And then Safe. fast Safe. forward, mm-hmm. yeah. So fast forward to when I was like, what age are you in your A-levels? 16, A-levels. Um, you had to obviously narrow down what you were doing. I had such a hard time doing that. So if I could go back, I would say sort of either do things in your own time to figure out what you want to do in like workplace. What do you want to do in the future? Because that was the main thing I struggled with. So if I could go back, I would say, figure it out basically find, that, find, find something yeah because i had a passion about nothing i was just interested in not one thing in particular so i just didn't have anything that was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this and i hated it because i was surrounded by people that were there was one like my best friend at school was like i'm gonna be an accountant and he's an accountant and then the other one was like i'm gonna be an artist and she paints for a living and then there's another one that was like i don't know what i'm gonna do and i was like i'm the same as you but then they got to a levels decided they were going to be a nurse and went through that and i was just standing there going oh god i'm the last one i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah. And I wasn't like bad at anything. That was the thing. So there wasn't anything that I could like rule out because I was terrible at. I was just sort of blanket okay. There's this this kind of like societal pressure that you need to decide what you're going to do at that age. At 16. And I'm like, well, I don't know what. I don't know. It's 30 (laughs) year olds that don't know what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. No, imagine at 16. Yeah. 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 Well, it took me till 
25 to decide I'm going to go I've gone to uni didn't want to do that well even though I did a uni degree in it I'm going to retrain I'm going to go and do an apprenticeship so I did an apprenticeship at the age of 25 I was the oldest one in the class and I went and did that for digital marketing and decided that's what I'm going to do and now I'm doing this <laughs> so yeah. it's all over the place yeah but yours is going to be a very different answer for you at 14 um yeah um first learn English quicker if you can <laughs> We moved here when I was 13, so it would have been super useful if I really could speak English, but that wasn't the case. Um, so I feel like I've almost wasted like two to three years just trying to learn English and yeah. the new it's culture. It's a skill. It's a massive skill. <clears throat> yeah. Don't, don't see it as a... I'm exactly the same as you. Exactly the same. And yeah. it took me a good amount of years really to master. <laughs> yeah. You're still struggling, aren't you? Yeah, still, yeah. still struggling. <laughs> I'm joking. Still there. I feel you. <laughs> Do you do you speak Polish? Do you, Polish. Do, you, do you speak Polish um, with your family or? Yes, when I go home, yeah, yeah, with my parents, yeah. Um, although that's like once or twice a month, maybe. It still blows my mind. I'll be sitting there and he'll listen to me say something in English. He'll answer <clears throat> his mom in Polish and then he'll return something back to me, and I'm just there sitting yeah, like, it. how is your brain not like frying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mind blowing. Um, but I would say the main thing that I would have done differently is talk to people more meet more people they don't they don't buy well they can do but um just yeah be a bit, bit more open to people like I've, I've never seen myself as like an introvert or anything but there's always that like oh i don't i don't know them do you know what I mean like there's always that like element i don't know what to call it it's like maybe shyness i guess uh but i feel like you can get rid of a lot of that shy feeling to more people you talk to mm-hmm. so if you were yeah. to you know if you compare two people, someone who spoke to like 20 people and then someone who spoke on stages to thousands of people, I'm pretty sure that other person is going to be way more yeah. confident in life. It's power conversations. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the best way to do it is like anything, just practice it, just more and more. go and do it. Yeah. I mean, I try to do it more now, even when we went to um, <laughs> Florida no longer ago, I was standing in the queue. To me, our American accent is like mind blowing. I'm fascinated by it. There's a bloke behind me saying something to someone else, and I just turn around and I was like, mate, you sound like Tom Hanks. Like, <laughs> you sound amazing. And afterwards, she's like, fucking hell, why do you have to speak to everyone? I was like, was like I don't know. Around, it was like walking around with a human Labrador. It was just everyone. It was like, hi, everyone. Hi, how are you? And we'd be in the queue for anything. And it was just because you wanted to hear everyone act. Everyone, because you've never been to America no, before. No. It was everyone's accents. And you ended up having a 45 minute conversation with a 65 year old IT technician from Texas. And yeah. I was just like, we're in the queue, we're in the we queue somewhere. So. Yeah, so you might as well. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Was it the Star Wars? We were at Disneyland. I think yeah, it was yeah. a Star Wars queue. It was like two out. Yeah. So wow. he's like a human Labrador now. Mm. That's a great funny. answer, though. Yeah. Really I really is. like that. No, mm. one's, no one's said that one before about just talk to, talk to more people. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose just your childhood is very out, different. It's kind of like seeking out that information, isn't it? Yeah. And those experiences. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Even even right now, talking to you guys, you, you're older than us. You're so far ahead of us in terms of your careers and stuff. It's like. I'm trying to be like a sponge when you take as much as you can. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's but, the same for us as well. Yeah, it really I don't is. think it changes. Really is. No, it really that, really that's doesn't. another thing. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, it I'm really doesn't. Constantly, yeah. I've heard it from like constantly figuring things out. You know, we've had people <clears> messages. You know, we had people here the other week for the audience, and one one person in particular, I can remember saying to me, she she was like, "You look, you just look like you've got everything figured out. Like everything's like so professional." I'm like, yeah. We I know just, what she means. We are just making it up mm. as we go. We don't really know what we're doing yet. Yeah, there's um, a standard. We know the aesthetic in some ways, and we know it's sort of like, kind of like a mental roadmap in some ways. But 
truly truly we don't know what we're doing <laughs> it's so it's so great to hear that though isn't it because we're like eight yeah. months in so we're literally trying to figure it out like yeah. what's the another avenue we could do what could we do with this and it's fascinating yeah when you are self-employed you know that you don't have that support you don't necessarily have that support network around you you're like you might have friends and relatives that are all in you know that professional career so mm-hmm. well, they can't yeah it's not really a shoulder to kind of on, is it? You, yeah. they're, not, they're not there to be able to give you that support and yeah. mm. advice that you might need exactly um, yeah. and it's it's hard to know if you're doing the right thing mm. Mm. Um, I hope that's kind of where we come in a little bit yeah, yeah. in the podcast yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely I watched yeah. I watched the one with the last episode is it Brandon is it Jess the, yeah the Brand last by Jess Brand by Jess yeah so Jess. I watched that a couple of days ago was it yesterday I watched it? And I think I came up to you and I said, I literally came upstairs and it was like a debrief because I'd watched the video and I was like, well, they talked about this and then she said that and then she only did it three years ago and then she did this. And he was like, who are we talking about? Because there was no context. <laughs> I just walked in and started like you staying up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I've just watched this. And he was just like, you sound like you've been really inspired. And I was like, yeah, I was. Because I, I just listened to like, you know, when you take something in and you like, yeah, yeah. you take so many things away from it. Mm. And he was like, who are we talking about? <laughs> and then I made him go yeah. watch it, but yeah. Well, we've, we've had brilliant. it with guests here already. We've sat here and taken advice from people that have sat in front of us. And I have got absolutely no doubt, I'm sure you've got to agree with me, that there'll be people that listen and watch this that will be inspired by what you guys have done. Yeah. And actually it will motivate them. They might be sat in that job nine to five going, mm. actually, no, do you know what? That thing I'm doing in the evenings, I can go and do it. Yeah. And I can yeah. do it full time. Maybe yeah. I just need to go for it and give it a shot. Go for it. Definitely. Um, I think what you've done I, honestly blows my mind. I, I'm amazed we didn't pick up on it soon, actually, that you didn't start this full time until January. <laughs> it looks like you've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, um, that's good. So I'm I'm really excited to see where you take your business over the next sort of four or five years. I think you've... Come on. Yeah. I think, you you know, you, I think you can do it. Mm-hmm. You really can. And I'm pretty sure you will. I yeah. think we can and we will, yeah. 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 It's just, I'm a very impatient person. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want everything done yesterday, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah. there, I'm sure. No, seriously. It's been an amazing joy to have you guys here. Oh, thank you. And Where can thank people you. find you again? Just remind us of your Instagram handle. Studio N O seven four. That's us. Yeah. On amazing. everything pretty much. And everywhere. Um <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for coming down. Thanks for giving us your time. Um hopefully if people have enjoyed it, they'll give us a shout out and a share yeah. and they'll like, tag share, you. Subscribe. Um thank you very yeah. much and uh we're gonna have a little drink. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. This is really cool. Mm. I've never done this before, so I was like, I wonder what it's like. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.